2: I am so excited to have this couple with me today. They have become more than just mentors. They have really become a brother and sister in Christ. They have um, coached me directly through one of the most extraordinary seasons in my life. And they have an extraordinary relationship. They have an extraordinary business. And they have an extraordinary journey. And I feel so beyond blessed to have you, Michael and Stacey McIntyre, with us today. Um, Because they have built something that, you know, to the external world looks so admirable. And it's just, it's really exceptional when you think about what you have built, a $3 billion company and and a beautiful family. And yet I know what the world doesn't recognize as extraordinary is something that we see as women and men of faith in that the most extraordinary part is what it's built in your spirits and what it's built in your marriage, um, because that is a legacy that will transcend any financial achievements in our life and anything that we achieve in the entrepreneurial space. So please welcome Stacy and Michael McIntyre. I'm so excited that we're here today, finally, together. Thank you. We're so honored to be here, Amy, with you.
1: Yes, Amy. Thank you so much. I love your podcast. And uh, yes, uh, we're so uh, blessed to be on here. And I know it was wild to get it get it done, but that's God's perfect timing, right?
2: That's right. That's right. And if it's one thing we are not lacking, it's persistence and perseverance. Um, we have a lot of it between the three of us. And so I yes. like to start out every interview, having couples introduce the other one. So Michael, if you would introduce Stacy, and then Stacy, if you would introduce Michael to our audience, that would be just great.
1: Yes, that's very yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah, so I want to introduce my wife, Stacy McIntyre. And uh, Stacy and I have been knowing each other for 38 and a half, 39 years, been married 37 years. Stacey's an extraordinarily uh, gifted partner. Uh, not only is she physically beautiful, but she's got a, an amazing heart. She was instrumental in bringing me to Christ. Uh, she has strong faith. She is a dynamic leader. She is an exceptional mother, and she's an astute business person, and uh, she... She has a way of opening up people's hearts, and so she, we coined the phrase that she is the queen of hearts.
0: Thank you, thank you, Michael.
1: Yes, (laughs) and so
0: my this is my husband Michael, who has been the best husband. I just have to say that he has, um, he's he's the most persevering person I've ever known. He uh, loves uh, when people are hard to love. He he will give and with his last, you know, inch of him, he gives. And so he's been a wonderful father. Um, he has been an amazing businessman and has learned so much. And as he's come to Christ and build, been filled with the Holy Spirit,
2: that's the best part of him. So
1: thank you, wife. That's good. Beautiful, beautiful. Wow.
2: (laughs) One of the rare true love stories, you know, it really is. And I know that that started out when you were both in really different seasons of your life. As I was rereading, if you haven't read Michael's book, you need to read Michael's book, Next Level Life. Um, It's available on Amazon and on Michael's uh, website, which we will link in the show notes. But I was rereading the section about when you first laid eyes on Stacy, and there was something very different about her. And I don't even think you probably knew it because you were you were at a very different season of your life. But Stacy, you were just nineteen, right? If I'm if I'm remembering that correctly, That's what right. was it about Stacy, Michael, that really stood out to you?
1: Well, for one thing, you know, her looks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, I I think I was what, 23 years old at the time. i 22, 22, 23. 23, Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, um, as a lot of 22 year old young men do, they they look for that. And so she had that. And uh, yeah, and I think the other thing was, uh, she had such a way of smiling and 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 being optimistic and being caring, and she was just had she had the strength for a nineteen year old. She had a uh, an amazing amount of strength. But I, to be honest, the first thing was her her beauty, and uh, I thought she was hot and sexy, and I liked her. She was in a tennis outfit, which didn't hurt, and uh, so that was that was probably the first thing that I, I really noticed, and. She would look at me and she would just kind of, uh, it was kind of awkward. I think it was kind of, she was kind of, you know, bumping up against the wall and kind of acting goofy. And I just thought it was really kind of interesting. And so, yeah, so that was it. And then we, then we did go out and, uh, she was really cold at first. Uh, and the first date, the first, we had an escort or a a chaperone and, uh, She was kind of very quiet and I thought, what the heck, you know? And so that kind of intrigued me more. So she had a little mystery about her as well. Yeah. I love that.
2: I love that. And Stacey, (laughs) when this debonair 22-year-old approached you and clearly was really, really more than smitten with what he saw and um, drawn to you, how did you see Michael? What was it about him that even made you say yes? Because sometimes that's the hardest, that's the hardest yes to get, right? The first one.
0: Yeah, I think um, when, when I I mean, I think we shook hands that first day when we met each other. And I think God just said, this is your husband. And so, you know, other than I was very attracted to him as well. I just knew that, God said, this is your husband. And I didn't know one thing about him. And, you know, so that was, I I was just trusting God. And I mean, I had a boyfriend that I had had for three years. He had a girlfriend that he had had for three years. So we had to both untangle from those things. And then, you know, and, and we did, and we did it, you know, honorably, I think. And, i don't
1: think i probably did but i all right i'll give you that i'm okay. sure you i'm sure you did
0: <laughs> and so so then you know so then i just knew this was my husband and it but there was a lot there was a whole road to go through for
2: that to get you know especially with our,
1: especially with our backgrounds and, yes. our, and our family backgrounds. yeah yeah yes
2: well and that that was just what i was going to was going to segue into you know we we hear these stories about falling in love, you know, and it it is such a beautiful and innocent time in a relationship when, you know, we're sort of flooded with the chemicals in our brains that just kind of wash away a lot of common sense for a lot of people. And, you know, suddenly it's like, I feel like I've known you all my life. And we're on this, what we call the love cocktail, which is really a tale of neurochemicals that, that are are beautiful you know they're a beautiful part of who god made us and yet when those intersect with the journey that we've had up until that point and i think there's a part of us that also is a little bit aware of what's ahead like you are saying stacy you could kind of tell this was more than just your average date um yeah. when they intersect with our past suddenly we don't know how to reconcile the two we don't know how to reconcile these amazing feelings and yeah, but look at what's happened in my family. And so could Mm -hmm. you share a bit with our audience? Because I think so many people have experienced a bit of what the two of you did. And also, you know, how do we then form a relationship that is different from our past?
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, both of us had come from, from divorce and we had both been through a lot of trauma I would say you know with our parents and with as as far as not having something to uh, attract to go on you know with our parents and we hadn't been mo- we hadn't had modeled I had grandparents that modeled good things but in my pa- I had amazing parents but together that wasn't amazing and um I just knew that I wanted something different. It was very a strong, strong desire in me to have a different life mm-hmm. than than what I had had. And so, um, my mom left when I was fifteen, and um, and so I had to, I was very broken in that area. I had been through some counseling and things like that, which had helped a lot. But I knew that. Um, this guy, I could tell that he was very very stable Mm -hmm. and I was stable. And so I felt like we could bring that together and, and and have like the vision that I had for my life that this could work. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how, but it was, it's only God really. The Holy spirit is what has led and guided us through the whole thing. Even when he wasn't walking with Jesus. And I walked into this knowing that he didn't really know Jesus. But he said he gave his life at twelve, and I believed him, and I, we just went with that.
1: <laughs> and there's a, there's a whole other story to that, thing. which I I was it was under it was under duress that yeah. I did that, yeah. and uh, it was under Baptist duress. And cute <laughs> girls, yes. Well, yeah, that's always the case. But yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah.
0: So anyway, go ahead with your what what you had come from, and, and yeah, how... yeah,
1: my mom and dad, uh, you know, both had very, very difficult childhoods and, uh, they got divorced. They were married 11, 12 years. They were divorced. My mother had been married and divorced three times by that point, ended up being four times. Uh, but it was really difficult. And, uh, but I, you know, there was a part of me, you know, I, you know, just got out of the air force. I was just got out of college. I was in Dallas. I really liked the vibe. And I think coming into this relationship with Stacy was really, it was, uh, It was a new. It was like you said. It was that love cocktail. It was really. It was a new beginning of something fresh, of something new, of something Dallas. Mm -hmm. I was in love with Dallas, the city, the glamour. This, you know, because it was like the big '80s, man. I mean, it was like it was game on, you know, and it was really cool. And coming from, you know, I was living in Michigan and then living in Arkansas, which Arkansas doesn't have the vibe that Dallas (laughs) has, you know. And so it was really cool. And Stacy was like very, um, I don't know, uh, cosmopolitan, if you will. Uh, she was, you know, much more sophisticated than I was. I was, you know, uh, you know, the definition of a hillbilly is a Michigan dirt farmer. And I think, I I think I was it. (laughs) And so, uh, I had a a lot of fetching up to do and she was patient with me. And so that was really interesting for me, uh, coming into that world. And at that time I was just, in this business i was just starting to make a lot of money yeah. and and i didn't want to jeopardize that i was more i always felt well i can always find another girlfriend but can i ever get another gig like this you know and so, which was, you know, a 22-year-old, you know, thought pattern. But uh, I quickly realized that really, Stacey was really something extraordinarily uh, uh, different and gifted. And it was kind of like, you know, and I hate to use this cliche, but she, you know, she made me whole in that, that way. Uh, I needed that uh, something different than what I had before. And, uh, you know, and it was, even our courtship was, I, I say sometimes, tumultuous.
0: Tumultuous. Yeah.
1: That. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: and I think because we were very passionate. Yeah. yeah. And very passionate. And we had passionate arguments. And I look back at it and I get embarrassed thinking yeah. about it, you know. And so, you know, I have to give grace to my children, you know, that go through some of that stuff. And so, yeah. But it was, it was, uh, it was love on fire.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That is more than a t shirt, that's a book. Uh, <laughs> or, or a series love on fire. Spark goes away. But um, what I love too, is just that, that both of you were very intentional and focused, even at that age, you know, which isn't necessarily the strong suit of a lot of 19 and 22 year olds when their brains are kind of in that developmental phase, they're not necessarily thinking intentionally about the future and the vision that they have or their own relationship. And yet what I love, even in an age, you know, we weren't talking about trauma openly at that, in that culture, you know, um, wow. people talked about divorce, you know, and they kind of said it with a whisper. Um, wow. And, and yet what I love is that even then you were so focused on your healing um, whether that came directly through counseling, Stacy, or whether Michael, for you, just making very different choices, um, breaking away from the culture that um, is hard to break away from, honestly. and I'm I'm a Michigander as well, and there are pockets of it that are just so um, so much like quicksand. You know, in terms of the mediocrity and and that pervasive sort of attitude. And I love that level of commitment and intention. And they say it isn't that the couples who don't fight are the are the ones who are longest lasting. It's the ones who fight well that really last. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah,
0: we I mean, when we first got I'm sorry to interrupt you, when we first got married we were we argued all the time, and and we didn't care who was around, like all the family and, and and well, mostly his family, his siblings, and so they were they had just gotten married some of them, and so I was like, they never fight. We all we do is fight and we're we just argue and fight. they were they got divorced in like two years, and so we We quickly learned that it's okay to argue as long as at the end of the day we're okay with each other,
1: yeah. you know, and sometimes you know the old adage, "Don't go to bed mad." Well, that didn't always we i I went to bed pissed off a lot of times yeah. I did, <laughs> and woke up even madder. and so but eventually we dealt with it. We yes. got through it. Uh, and I think that's, you know, uh, you know, I think some of those uh, cliches, if you will, you know, I think they, you know, you know, always kiss each other before you go to, you know, mm-hmm. sleep. I mean, I, it all sounds fine in in the movies, in the rom-coms, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't happen that way in real life. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, like, man, I'll just fall asleep watching TV on the couch. I'm not dealing with any of that right now, yeah. you know. And so, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we did get through this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we did, you know, we experienced a lot of things in our marriage. We, you know, in our early marriage, we experienced family death. We experienced family that's getting sick. her father had open heart surgery you know it was there was a lot of
0: bonded we did over a lot of things issues that we had to go through after we got married too
1: yeah so totally so yeah
0: could have gone either way
1: yeah and we we were focused we were determined I mean I think we we saw the effects of divorce we saw the effects of and not that we're blaming our parents or anything we weren't victims in this but we just said okay this is not going to work for us And, you know, the only way out of this, this marriage is through the cemetery, (laughs) you know, and that's, that's, you know, and that's what we decided to do. And, and listen, it's not always been easy. It has, and we're
0: both type A's, we're both really strong and we're both independent. And so, you know, it, it took a lot of work to get where we are. I mean,
1: it is, I mean, we're both like fanatical about, you know, cleaning the house and drive each other crazy and. (laughs) you know it's great you know but other times there's other things that we don't what you know and so it works and i think you know since you know me coming into the the jesus freedom which i love uh it's really been an it's been exceptional and we've got to share a lot of really cool things and a lot of ministry with that which we love to do yes
2: i I love I i just i love hearing about your journey because i think these are the kinds of conversations I want to have here on my podcast. It's the, it's the real life conversations that we aren't having often enough and too often are exposed to the Instagram reality, which doesn't translate into longevity in marriage. It doesn't lead to, in in most cases, you know, and nor is it that we want to broadcast the worst moments in our marriage and call that vulnerability or authenticity on social media. But it is understanding that, We have to talk about things in retrospect, often better than right in the moment of the argument, not on social media. But, you know, the reality that even that scripture about don't let the sun set on your anger was not necessarily a hard and fast rule about a 24 hour day. It was more about not letting it hold on and cling to your heart. Mm -hmm. And a lot of couples get into a lot of trouble by forcing that rule, you know, because sometimes. Separation allows us to think more clearly and resolve those things. And and as I'm thinking about just, you may not have articulated this is our mission or this is our vision for our family, although I'm sure you have now. How would you capture that for people? Because when I guide a woman or when I guide an entrepreneurial couple, our first step is to define the vision. Together, yeah. because that's so important.
0: Yeah, I think don't don't you think that we chose for our family dare to be different. And so, our motto our family, the, yeah, motto. our family motto. So I would say that is you know our mission as well. We we do not fit in a mold. We do not we and and we I think we both were that way before we met. It was like we were not going to be like the regular couple or regular people we have our own way and so i think that was a good way to um come together
1: yeah i think yeah, yeah i think it was and i think one of the things stacy has taught me is to be honest in our communication yeah. and you know there's sometimes there's a lot of people that don't like conflict you know and for some reason stacy's naturally at it good at it <laughs> <laughs> and so uh and I, you know, I could be good at it too, but I, I don't want to go there first, but Stacey has a way of bringing out the reality of what's going on and the truth and calling it out in our family. Uh, and I think that's really important. I think that open communication and that's part of the dare to be different. And the other thing is vulnerability, I think is really important in a marriage. Mm. And I think, you know, be it making sure that, that. You, you know you've got that confidence and that freedom to be vulnerable with your marriage with your partner with your wife with your husband and then your children see that too i think it's important that they see that vulnerability but also um but you know having conflict and being able to call somebody out on stuff in the family unit i think is really important there's there i know there's families we know a family's marriage and they, they go through their whole, whole 30 years of marriage and never have a, never call each other out on their stuff or keep secrets from each other or or whatever. And I think that's, that's not good. And most of the time it ends up being really uh, detrimental. Yeah,
0: I feel so sad for them that they don't have that. They can't be real. And so that's really important to us. And, and I think that, I don't know how we learned that. I think it's, you know, I've read a million books and we've done a lot of stuff. things and so Workshops I and think stuff. that yeah. um you know I went to two different family weeks for um you know alcoholic drug addict family members and I everything that I learned in those things I just I soaked it up mm-hmm. I soaked up what was important that I needed to take care of myself that it was important that I did could not just focus on the alcoholic or the drug addict that I was going to do that and of course it wasn't Michael but it was family members of mine that that was a really difficult thing to learn about yeah you
1: know, i went to one of those family weeks you did we, you know, we went up to hazelton minnesota yeah you know and you know the, the godfather of all, all family it's where elvis landed his helicopter for 17 minutes and went in and left So sorry boys it's not for me <laughs> god bless him uh but, but we
0: learned but a lot we learned
1: a lot it was fascinating to be in that because you know we're not alcoholics thank you jesus we're not drug addicts but to learn what goes on with those people and then people in our family uh and it's hard to love an addict it really is it's really you know you know jesus tells us to you know pray for your you know love your enemies and sometimes those addicts become your enemies and it's really really difficult but what that did is it showed us another thing my in my family my you know there's alcoholics in my family and and so we've done family interventions, we've been through this situation, we've seen frontline trauma, uh and it's made us stronger and uh it's kind of like, you know, okay, so if this comes up, we know kind of what to do sometimes. It's no fun. It's not there's no fun thing about it, but it it it's really we love watching people get transformed. We love transformative work and that's yes. what we really we want to help people do that, you know. And uh yeah, so I think You know, that experience has added a lot
0: to our. our... And and so the depth of our marriage has to do with a lot of things that we've been through. Where I have friends who, you know, their parents are together, they've had their long, their parents have had long marriages, Mm -hmm. and my friends have had their long marriages, but the depth may not be what we have. And so I feel like God has blessed us so greatly in all the things that we've gone through in our life that has led us to this.
1: It's increased the texture of our life. However, yes. you know, it's we, still we,
0: difficult. It
1: is. And we, we've we often been very envious yes. of looking at people that With have parents. parents that's been there and grandparents and all that. And so, you know, we've grieved that mm-hmm. as well. And so, but we know. Uh, and so, you know, we've lost parents and yeah. uh, my mother's still alive. Thank you. God. God, uh, and she's still active with the family and we've been blessed by that but it's but it is we do see that and there that we do have some friends that are very open like we are and not afraid of conflict and i think for anybody out there that's married or has the family that's listening to this Conflict is not bad, okay, uh, and I think it's really important, you know, but but stay on point, don't bring up stuff from the past, you know, uh, stay on point with that conflict, and if there is something that doesn't seem to be real, it's okay, I think to call it out, but call it out from love, yeah, uh, like Jesus always wants us to do, bring it from love, not from fear because fear is is not of him, yeah,
2: so so many nuggets of platinum in all that you said, because it really is, you know, it's, um, it's choosing the hard it's choosing in that moment. I could let my past make this about a weapon towards my partner, or I could make this about something that's going to really, um, deepen our relationship. I could yeah, um, it's really good. To grab those swords, especially when you're in a I mean, we're let's all be honest, in the middle of the heat of an argument, it's like you want to pack a punch, you wanna hurt each other yes. because you're feeling yeah. hurt. And it but it takes True. that choice. And and it it seems and it is beautiful and romantic to say, you know, there was no D word in our marriage. Essentially, divorce wasn't an option, but man there are moments in every real relationship where that choice is not an easy one. And that choice takes a lot of commitment. And I just think it is so incredible, um, especially in an entrepreneurial couple, you know, where the business is, (laughs) is like its own member of the family, you know, and it can, Mm -hmm. it can be a beast that takes over everything. um, And you have intentionally chosen time after time, after time, after time, after time, you've chosen each other, you've chosen to be Jesus to each other, you've chosen to be the love of God to each other. Um, and, And that can come with fire sometimes, and it can come with an embrace and, and a warmth of love and intimacy that it isn't rivaled in any other relationship. And I just I love that that is such a big part of what I know your legacy is gonna be too.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, you're really kind of, thank you for the acknowledgement. I think, you know, uh, yeah, I think all of that is, is, you know, it's being an entrepreneur, you know, we've had, you know, it's feast or famine sometimes, right? With entrepreneurs, you know, one week, you're, you know, you're looking for yachts, and next week you're looking for bankruptcy. So, you know, I mean, you know, it's it's part it's part of the deal. And and look, entrepreneurship's not for the faint-hearted. You know, and neither is true Christianity. You know, and I think if we're gonna wear the Jesus jersey, you know, you got to be bold in Christ, yes. right? And and so you've got to, you know, it's like you know, I think in in Luke, you know, if it, he says or it's in Matthew, you know, you either be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, he's gonna spit you out. Yeah and you know let's say be all in or be all out you know don't Christians out there stop hurting the brand that are half baking it because <laughs> because we want we want the full cake we mm-hmm. want the cake to be completely baked and and I think it's really, really important and so in in that in our the beautiful thing is Stacy was raised in an entrepreneurial family yes. which really really was a blessing to me because she understood beast and famine mm-hmm. and, and uh her dad was very successful and uh he taught me a great deal and we miss him today and he died way too young and that was another really difficult yeah. time for both of us but but through that and through you know our ups and downs and you know we we've had several businesses we've had several failures in business but we've had a few good successes and so with that uh we understand the ups and downs of that, and I think it's really important that a husband and wife, if they are entrepreneurial, uh, that need to be on the same page. They need—they need, they must be a team, uh, because if not, it's just going to be—it's going to be, you know, pushing that rock up the hill every day and having it roll back on on you at night.
0: Yeah, and I, I would say the thing that I see in couples sometimes in in the same position that we were in and are in, um, and we're we're definitely closer partners now than we were then, but I've always worked, you know, side by side with them to a certain extent. And what I would tell everybody is be partners together. Like that's why you married. That's why you're together. Be a partner to each other and not like one person is trying to go over here and and do something. And the other person is going the other direction. You have to come together and have the vision together. And both people need to, and and so that's the each person has the responsibility to have the other one understand the vision that they're going towards and stick with that. Yeah. Like, don't forget what that vision is. Stick yeah. with
1: it. It's true. And, and in our relationship, I'm kind of an extrovert forced to be. And Stacy's more of an introvert. Yeah. I, and I and I have tendency to go on towards the introvert side. I mean, it's a lot of fun over there. <laughs> <laughs> but but I also think, you know, uh, I've learned over the years because my personality is kind of overriding, and I've learned over the years that I don't I need to always be the lead singer. You know that I need you know to sit back and play the tambourine sometimes and let Stacy be out front. And and I know that that you know I've I've learned to do that. I need to do it better, and I, I'm working on that because it is Stacy offers such a huge different perspective than I. And I think that's why God made man and woman to come together in holy matrimony. We need both. And both both are unique to the world and their gifts and giftings are unique as well.
2: Mm -hmm. I love that. And I I wonder if you could um, travel back in time, you know, if, if you, and when you read Michael's book, you'll learn about the seasons in his life and in their life together when they were living with, you know, jets and traveling all over the world and living a, you know, what we call a high life and, um just really enjoying your your success honestly and um yet i know michael that was not the phase when you had gone on the road to damascus with your bentley you you yeah. are uh, pre that that trip and so i wonder if you could speak to those um those versions of you um what you would say um, what you would say to that version of Stacy, maybe in a moment when it was challenging, because so many entrepreneurial couples have this external success. And yet, when I talk to women, or if I'm talking to a couple behind the scenes, there's a lot of private pain, you know, and there's a lot of private disconnection. And I'm guessing yeah. because of how real and rich your journey has been, there were moments of of feeling disconnected or feeling like, you know, are we really on the same page here? So what yeah. would you say to, to that version of Stacy and that version of Michael? Because you're essentially talking to some of those people in our audience.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would say that I was um, very focused on our daughters at that time. We had three young daughters. And so... That what that gave me a huge outlet, and and within their school, and I was I was very busy with all of that. We had friends, but we still our family. I'm like my friends knew, don't call me on Saturday, don't do that because I'm with my family, and we are gonna, you know. So we always had we always came back together as family. But there, there were times when he was so busy, you know, with all of his things. But we had kind of like rules of like we're going to eat at six thirty every day with our family, you know. And even if he was off jetting to three cities that day, he came home and we had dinner together. There were times where he would get in at eleven thirty from jetting around and coming home. But we really that was so. Important to us. And so we never lost that. And, you know, even though he wasn't a believer, we were in church every Sunday we were, you know, he wanted his children, you know, to be raised Christian and all all this, even though he didn't want to do that at that time. And so I would say there were some lonely times when he was just so focused on what he was doing, but I am, I'm really happy with myself. And so I can just do my thing too. And that was with the girls and, and, and making sure that they were raised according to what we had chosen. So I knew that there were times that we were giving up things that I was, I was sacrificing for this business and what we were doing, but I saw ahead what we where we were going, and I didn't let my little feelings be the most important thing at that time. I would really, you know, I I saw what was happening. So, mm-hmm. what would you say, honey? Yeah,
1: I think, um yeah, I think that summed up really, really well. I think one of the biggest things we did, I had Amy, my, if I if I could look back to where. I am now versus then. I had probably I was much more arrogant, and I had a bigger ego. Ego is not your amigo, and so uh, I had I had you know. Of course, I was doing very very. Yeah, you know, our business was doing very very well, and and with that comes a lot of pressure. I mean, you got legal pressure. You got you know everybody just thinks you're making a lot of money. Everything's easy. It's not, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and we had forty offices, and we had we were growing rapidly and plus having daughters and raising these children and and I wanted to be that father and yes I did like the christian uh belief system versus the wiccan belief system and so I just thought you know they, we'll hang out in church on sunday we found a church called methodist uh which was really easy because they didn't bother me I just gave them money uh and so that was good and I think one of the things that really uh helped me was to was to stay grounded with my family. And that would, I would, you know, I'd be the CEO and when you're the CEO and you're young and you're paying out a lot of money, people tend to tell you things that you, they want you, that you want to hear, yeah. you know, feel that as the emperor has no clothes. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I was CEO and everybody would tell me how great I was. And then, you know, when I got home, I had to take out the garbage and yeah. I had to do this. And and it, I had some conflicts with that. I really did. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I supplied a lot of nice things, in my opinion. And again, it was my ego and arrogance. And I remember my mother, I was like, I don't know, 38, 40 years old. She goes, You're arrogant, SOB. And <laughs> and I I was. And I, you know, and but uh I think but in our in our deal in in working through that and understanding that, that the thing was we persevered. And there was times when we had, you know, big, huge trips, company trips, business company trips. Mm-hmm. And it was a high, you know, because when you're on those big company trips, you know, we took 150 people uh, to Monte Carlo. We took, mm-hmm. you know, so 250 bad. people to to Rome and to on an Alaskan cruise. Well, you're on the whole time. You know, you're on because you, yeah. you're doing and. I I often felt sorry for myself because I'm like, I'm being on and you're sitting here in the massage chair, you know, you know, and, and getting manicures and pedicures and you and the kids are helicoptering to the beach while I'm doing this. So I I fell into this victim, self-victimization <laughs> deal, which was immature and arrogant of me. And, uh, and so we dealt with that. I mean, mm-hmm. we did, we had, you know, and we had some we had some big tumultuous yeah. situations. Yeah, yeah, and that. and
0: you thought you were, you know, giving like giving so had, much. We had three housekeepers, and and you know all the people taking care of everything, and that was great. But um, it was still there was still a lot to do as right. a wife and mother of this whole organization. Right, and
1: and, and I think I probably you know uh, didn't have the proper management around me in the business mm-hmm. and. Uh, and again, it was a control mechanism, you know, as an entrepreneur, you you really, you really Lish don't, baby. you don't want to let that baby out of its crib, you know, or let anybody else carry the baby or feed the baby. So, yeah. but I learned, I did over time, I learned. And then finally at, at point where I said, okay, this is, this is enough. And so that's when we sold the company, but yeah. And, and listen, I had no problem giving up to toys, giving up to jets. I had no problem with that at all. I'll, I'll never forget a quick story. We flew up to San Francisco to go to Napa Valley we all flew commercial with the whole family was on there. Of course, we flew up front, you know, one, for the, first time, for the I... first time in years. And so we get off the plane and say, she said, so how was it flying without your plane? I said, well, we're up thirty six thousand dollars. We can go to French Laundry and have a really nice <laughs> bottle of wine. I love this. So, yeah. yeah,
2: I love that. I love that. It all translates economically. But, um, oh, that is just I think there's so many couples just and and so many people even thinking about a relationship as an entrepreneur um it's so invaluable to get perspective like that you know to get perspective cuz those seasons really do suck us in right entirely that becomes totally you know, it must be going to be like this forever. Right. And and yeah. Yeah, it's appreciating each other. It's that servant hearted leadership towards each other. Um, it's really trying to recognize the best of intentions in the other yeah. person. And yet also recognizing when they've departed from the best version of themselves, yeah. which is what <laughs> you do so, so well for each other saying you aren't being your best self here. And I love you enough to tell you that because yes, who else is going to, other than if you hire them as their coaches, you will, you will, because they <laughs> you right. love that way. You love that way. And it was, it is so loving when I hear those things from people mm-hmm. because you can't get away with your deception of an ego because that's all it that's is. Right. Um, that's
1: right that's right, it, it's, it's, that's right. and that ego masked with all the insecurities that i had is basically and you know and the other and thing, the
0: whole the mammon the whole, the whole he, oh
1: yeah it was huge he was trying
0: to fill up yeah. and so once he came to christ and he saw oh i don't have to do that anymore
1: right it was you know still like making money still like increasing wealth and still like yes. helping people but i didn't have i didn't need that to have my happiness i didn't need that to have you know that that uh, identity in that because I made that whole thing, my identity for a while. And then, uh, but the other thing too, with that, I think we learned I did anyway, and, and, uh, is not to keep score in a marriage. Yeah. You know, I think that's probably the biggest thing because we all in our own mind's eye think we're doing the most (laughs) (laughs) and we do. And so, I think it's really important not to keep score, you know, and if you start keeping score, you need to check yourself and uh maybe get some more counseling or you know at yeah. have a hey, say listen, I've been keeping score and being honest and vulnerable with your partner,
2: yeah, I, think yeah, so. I love that, well, we could spend hours and yes. i just <laughs> i i there's so much here, and yet I know that you have lots going on in your lives today and and want to be respectful of time um But as we kind of close, one thing that I'd really love for you to share with the audience about is what happens when you do go through such a beautiful transformation? You know, what happens to your relationship when that other person does accept the Lord or does have that breakthrough um, and how you navigate it? Because it's beautiful and it's wonderful and it's change and change is always uncomfortable. And so yeah. I just wonder if you could share that. And um, then we're going to tell our audience and listeners how to connect with both of you a lot more, because there's so much that we didn't get to cover.
0: Yes. Okay. okay. I I think that when Michael came to Christ, I was so excited. And this is what I've been praying for all these years. <clears throat> and he was on such a high for six months. I was that's about six months that I was like, wow, he is the, I mean, he couldn't wait to tell everyone he met about Jesus and his love for Jesus and what Jesus did for him. And he felt like that was his, his job now is to tell everybody about Jesus. And, and it was great. And he was obsessed. Just like when you fall in love, you're obsessed. And he was obsessed. And then all of a sudden it came crashing down one day, and so I was like, "Oh no, is this gonna go away? Is he gonna not what you know?" But all of a sudden, you know, life comes in and reality comes in, and so at that point, it it, it was it was almost like a a dark night of the soul, a, a, for lack of better words, that he came into, and so. I remember, like he would just lay on the ground in our bedroom and just cry and pray and not know what to do anymore. It's like he lost who he was at that moment. And so, um, I remember at that time, I said, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be strong for you. I'm gonna be here for you." And so, I went into the office every day. I I don't know how long that went on; a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you know, I was praying, I had everybody I knew praying for him. And all of a sudden, he just started coming back to himself and with Jesus and himself. And so it was such a to be, that was a beautiful thing to, to, I mean, it was hard, it was a really hard thing to go through. But to, to know that he could withstand that type of fire that God was sanctifying him and putting him through things. It was beautiful.
1: Yeah. And I think the enemy really came at me hard, Yeah, you know, and, and I stuck the course, you know, I, I knew I want, it's kind of like, you know, it, it's, it's like you said, you've in love for the first time. And, and I did really, I, we had a, you know, it was really a huge, you know, conversion for me mm-hmm. and it was a big conversion and it was profound. And I lost friends, you know, I, I talk about that a lot yeah. and I, you know, lost a lot of friends and I became obnoxious. <laughs> You know, a Christian zealot, you know, and uh, but then then all of a sudden, bam, I got whacked by spiritual warfare. And it was really difficult. And Stacy did stay strong in that process. And it was beautiful that she did. And we got through that. And then, you know, I, and then, you know, I, I, I just stayed the course, though. The main thing is I stayed the course. Yeah. I kept showing up. I kept studying the Bible. I kept studying the word. And it was dark for a while. It was because like the first three to six months, it was like Disney on ice. Then all of a sudden, you know, somebody closed the curtain, man. It's like, what the heck, you know, and like all hell broke loose in me. And so, but I stayed the course and we got through it uh, and we did. It wasn't easy. It wasn't fun, but we did get through it and came out on the other side. And at the same time, I had just sold my company. And so it was Mm a really weird transition in that process. And so uh, yeah, but I just, anybody that's gone through that, I get it. And, you know, we need prayer. We need community is really, really important, you know, uh, getting well, with other Yeah, people. and
0: I think when, one of the things I'm hearing you say is there's life on the other side. If you sell your company or if you move to the next thing, there is more for you. Yeah. There's a new There's a new beginning always, you know, after that. And so I think that it took a minute it to
1: figure it out to
0: that yeah. and um what a rich full life we have now
1: mm-hmm. yeah is and what it, we're doing and you know we're you know we just we, we love creating new things you know uh, you know God was the ultimate creator and he made us in his image and so we love creating new businesses yes. we new opportunities opportunities. You know, finding you, Amy, was a really big blessing because what, what you had, first of all, you know, I recognize your accent from Michigan, <laughs> which was really good. <laughs> but you had such a tender heart and just showed up in Dallas. And I think God put us together via Sean Bowles, which was really kind of cool. And I loved how big God works. And the way you show up for people and your heart and your the way you receive really encouraged me and, and yes. encouraged Stacy, And we 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 find that what, the way you show up for people in your business and your ministry and your therapy is incredible. And with entrepreneurs, with CEO women, uh, you do such an, a magnificent job in guiding them through that. Because I wish at that time when I went through that, that I had a CEO that had that was on the other side of what I was going through, because I think it's really necessary uh, because any especially in new conversions. And I think that's you disciple people so well. Yes. And I think that discipleship is so needed. In fact, I, I did a sermon uh, last week in, in at Storehouse or a couple of weeks ago about discipleship. And we need we need that discipleship. It's wonderful to be converted. It's great. Angels are celebrating and everything. But then we just can't we can't go say, okay, let's go close the next deal, right? We need to stay there and we hold their hand. And what I found with you is that you have that gift that yes. God-given ability to do that uh not only with your clients but with the friends that you have and the way you show up and uh you've got a, a, an exceptional self-aware of your uh of your your procedures and your clients and the heart you have for them is astounding
0: they they're blessed to have you yeah
1: so we're we're just grateful to be in this air with you and uh and so yeah uh, and we we consider you a friend and uh, and a colleague, and we thank you for sharing us on your platform.
2: Thank you, and I'm I'm tearing up because so much um, it comes from a heart of having done it the wrong way so many thousands of times. I figured out lots of ways to do it on my own, which led to uh, know we're good. And so yeah. that means the world to hear. and the way God connected us truly when I made the decision to work with you. And I don't, I didn't even know that you both were in Dallas when I first called. Okay. And then I was like, this is, it just gave me chills, but the most peaceful and exciting decision I had made in my business thus far. And I didn't even know what it had in store for my heart. And so it was just yeah, it was just incredible, continues to be incredible. And I get so excited when I see what you are creating now together. So I don't want um, everybody listening to miss out on what is happening in Michael McIntyre and Stacey McIntyre world, because it is the the MBA world plus 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 so could you tell our listeners a little bit about what is new and exciting
1: oh yeah. wow thank you well uh thank gosh you, it's like you know we're on god's fast track man i don't know you know some days i think you know and i get i guess i get you know i've always had this and you know stacy gets excited with stuff and i get excited and Uh, And then sometimes I get too excited and she's not excited and then we have conflict, but uh, but that's life, right? But I, you know, you know, our first thing is our next level experience, which we do like every six to eight weeks. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's not a conference and it's not for snowflakes. We tell people that, you know, we, we enjoy some conflict. Okay. We enjoy, we enjoy some, you know, true Holy Spirit fire. And, uh, and we want to help people get, get to where they were. A lot of people are stuck nowadays. A lot of people are stuck. Uh, their life's working basically they're working they got a job maybe got a marriage uh maybe they're you know maybe they're you know got a business or want to start one or whatever but their life's basically working and so you know with next level experience we help them get unstuck and we kind of take we kind of peel the onion and uh that's a
0: three-day experience
1: experience and each day builds on the next and we tell people you can come into this you don't have to pay any money up front but at the end we do ask you to pay it forward whatever you Think it's worth and blessed and good, you know, people coming forward, which works out really well. Then we have a leadership uh, program. Uh, it's kind of taking it to the next next place to kind of walking out your commitment in to the Lord in everyday life, uh, which is really nice because we do it at our home and it's much more intimate. And it's, it's a like day and a, it's a day and a half, and we feed you and we do nice things. And but also we do come at you a little bit. We do push you into leadership and 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 help you navigate that world. Uh, and then from there, we have a, a program that we started a little more, over a year ago, yeah. called the McIntyre Business Accelerator, which is MBA. And Brianna, our daughter, who's our chief operating officer, came up with that that that, that title. Uh, and that's a three day in in at our home, three day in class. Uh, and we we open up our we call it the Millionaire Rolodex. Uh, you know, we've had very much success in business, and so we've established a lot of people in legal, accounting, marketing in uh, and, and different areas in coaching. and so we bring them in. And they get to see those people. They would. They probably wouldn't have had another chance to be with without spending a couple million bucks in legal fees. So we bring in some mm-hmm. amazing experts, and we give. We're, uh, we dismantle their business plan. We put it back together. We help them. And our whole point of that is acceleration. And so that's been really cool. We've done three of those so far, and we've got a fourth coming up. Uh, and well, so, and,
0: and one thing with that in our our previous business, we, uh, there were like 175 millionaires made. Yeah. And, um, and so that's our, that's our heart is to have people become wealthy and that's
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. And especially the Christian world. And so Lance Wall taught me a long time ago. So this McIntyre is bringing some secrets in from the secular world into the Christian world. And, and there's no reason why we can't take money from the wicked. Okay. There's no reason for us not to go out there and get our share and help people. And I I get tired of seeing good, loving Christian people walk around with a broke mentality or a poverty mentality. You know, uh, broke is temporary, poverty is permanent. So we get people off that. But most of the people that come to MBA have a business or want to start a business and it's amazing, Amy, because we we bring them in and their business starts accelerating. And that's where we did it. And so from that, <laughs> we started a, a production company, a television production company, uh, MBA Productions. Yeah. And we filmed, uh, we've got one season already in the can and we're going to release it soon. And it's called The Accelerator. And we, st- we did it with some people that came in through the MBA program. Uh, and they've got a world-class kitchen company up in uh, Mitchell, South Dakota, and it's called Helmut USA. And they're amazing, remarkable people. Anyways, we're gonna do this, and this uh, we've got a we've got a trailer out now, and we're gonna have the pilot should be coming out shortly. It's an edit right now, and so with that, what we do is anybody who comes through MBA, we select people that want to be on you know television. <laughs> Some people are like no way, I'm never gonna see that, and other people are like you know coming in audition. So it's it's gonna be interesting, and our whole point is to accelerate their business, mm-hmm. and the accelerator is Jesus Christ. Okay, the Holy Spirit, the Heavenly Father, that's the accelerator. That's right. Yeah. And so once they and I always believe that once people say, listen, they're ready to move, they're ready to do something. That's when God starts moving. You know, that's when God gets excited and said, OK, finally, they're getting off the couch. Or they put down, you know, they're not watching, you know, Breaking Bad for the eighth time. They're coming into this thing. They want they want Jesus to be the CEO of the business and the Holy Spirit to bless it. And so that's how we walk them through an MBA. And so I think that's it. That's
0: what we
2: do.
1: And then we do private coaching, yeah. of course, as you know. Uh, and we, you know, Stacey and I both do the coaching and sometimes it's just me. Sometimes it's just Stacey, but we do take on private coaching clients.
2: So just a few things,
1: <laughs> just, yeah, a few just, things. A, just, just a couple, a, couple a of things. Billion
2: yeah. things happening in your world. Yeah. That is so incredible. So all of you listening, we're going to have the links to all of that information in the show notes. All I can say is you don't want to miss a beat. You don't want to miss a step. This couple takes along with their amazing daughters, which we didn't even get to dive into here. But um, it is world class and it is rare and I think really unrivaled on the market. Um, because you're not going to find it with anybody else. And there are a lot of copies, but there is only one original. And as they said, dare to be different is how it drives it all, which is ultimately the message um, that we all follow when we follow Christ. It's really daring to be the best Um, kind of capital D different um, in our beloved town now, Dallas, um, the big D. But wherever (laughs) you are, it's about being different. Um, And so I told you my my question for every couple and we'll ask that this in a in a turbo round um, in one or two words. Who taught you to love Stacy?
0: You're going to know I'm going to cry. I think my dad. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Stacey taught me to love because I, I didn't know, you know, they always said, I love you. You know, I remember being over at her grandparent's house and her and her dad, we we were just dating or married, you know, and, and you know, we'd say goodbye and they'd say, I love you. I love you. I, up in Michigan, <laughs> we didn't say that, you know, we never said, we never said that. We didn't get, you know, get out of here. See ya, you know, uh, but yeah, they, I I always thought it was weird at first, but Stacey taught me to open up my heart. She's a queen of hearts. And so Stacy taught me how to love.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you for teaching me more about God's love through your presence in my life. Thank you both.
1: This thank you, sweetheart. You're amazing. And we're, we're so grateful to be on your platform. And we're excited about Amy and what, yes. you, what you're what? going to do. And uh, right. yes, yes, yes. You are so gifted. Thank you.
2: Well, thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level
1: life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.